Thank you. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to introduce the book group, Michelle, Fiction Old and oh, New. Please do. Today okay. is February 5th, uh, 2021. And uh, we're discussing the book Hello Summer tonight. But I'm making a quick announcement. Uh, Y'all all know all of our meetings are recorded and uh, have been you know, forever. But now we're distributing them uh, on podcast directories. So it's a lot easier to find our content than, than it might have used to have been. So I just, I just want to uh, remind everybody of that. When, when you talk in one of these meetings, you're being recorded. Just, uh, you know, you, use good common sense. Don't, don't give away anything, you know, too personal. And, uh, uh, you know, say what you normally say in, in one of our book group discussions, but just be aware that the meetings are a lot easier to find. I, I can go out to one of my podcast apps and do a search on Accessible World and find every one of the Accessible World book groups in about five minutes and subscribe to them all. So it's, it's real quick and real easy. So just, you know, just be aware of that. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you're informed, you, you can, you can, you can always, uh, do better in my opinion. So I'm trying to inform everybody. So thanks. Okay. Um, so this, this is Michelle. And, and as Alan mentioned, this is the fiction old and new book group. And tonight we're talking about a, a book, Hello Summer by Mary Kay Andrews. Um, I do have a couple of announcements. Usually I don't have any announcements, but this time I actually have a few. Um, so the first thing I'm just going to mention, I think probably all of you are already aware of this, but just in case you're not. Um, so Sherry, who she and I started the book group together uh, seven and a half years ago, um, she's decided that she's going to step down as co-moderator. Um, she has a lot of commitments and she has, she has a lot going on in, in her life personally. And it's become more difficult for her to, you know, to come every single month. Um, she's still going to come a lot <laughs> and be an active participant, um, but um, she's not going to officially be a co-moderator anymore. So, you know, just so everybody's aware of that. Um, and then just to follow up what Alan said, um, I actually have occasionally done um, like tests to see how easily the podcast will come up. And in the past, um, the only way that the pod, if I did, if I went on Google and I was looking to see if um, the recording came up for a particular discussion for fictional to new, it would never come up easily unless I put in the word fiction, old or new or accessible world. But this time I, I tried it differently. We had a discussion in December for a book called First Actress by C.W. Gortner. And all I did was put in First Actress, C.W. Gortner and the word podcast. And it came up on the very first page of the Google screen. So just be aware that it is, as Alan mentioned, it is a lot easier to find our podcast. Now, I'm not sure that there's anybody who's outside of the accessible world community is particularly interested in listening to any of our podcast recordings. But um, if you say something about somebody, <laughs> somehow they hear it in the podcast or whatever, um, you know, you know, I, I don't personally think it makes that much difference. As Alan mentioned, we've been recording these episodes all along but it does come up a lot faster now if you do a search than before. Before, I really had to put in fictional, the new or accessible world, 
And now I just have to put in the name of the book, the author, and the word podcast, and it comes right up. Um, Michelle, I get it on the stream. My stream, I just put Accessible World. I found it very easily. I can say that for the stream. Right, user. but for people that are not familiar with I know, Accessible that's World, right. yeah. You're right. Um, yeah. So, you know, like if I say to you, if I say something terrible about, you know, one of my sister-in-laws, you know, the likelihood of one of them actually listening to this podcast is very, very small unless I tell them directly to listen to it. But you know, just, just so you're aware, that kind of thing. Anyway, um, and the last thing I'm just going to mention in case anybody needs to leave early is our book for next month. Um, so the book we're reading next month is a historical fiction book. And mm. it's called The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek. And um, I'm just looking to see if somebody somebody has some background noise. I, I think it's Joni. I think it might be you. Do you have somebody in the room with you? No. No? But I have my speaker. I have, have no, there's nobody here. And I was okay. getting ready to write the DB number. It probably might have been me. I apologize. Okay. No, it's okay. I just wanted to make sure that this wasn't disturbing anyone. Um, okay. Um, so the author, her name is Kim Michelle Richardson. Uh, <clears throat> the DB number is 95243. So it's not. not... Wait a minute. I, I just I want to record, record it on my my stream. What what is the name of the book, the okay. author and the book number? Sure. The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek. The author is Kim Michelle Richardson. The DB number is 95243. And the book is about uh, nine and a half hours long. It's 95243? So, yeah. Nine five two four three. That's correct. Um, so it was. A, I read this book actually, um, and it, it was very. I'm not going to give the whole thing away. I'll just give you a tiny little taste of it. Um, so it's basically the intersection of two historical storylines. One of them might be familiar already, um, which is it's a story about the pack mule librarians that were in Appalachia. Oh and sure. Kentucky, which I think is the same subject in, in The Giver of Stars as well. Um, mm -hmm. But then the other storyline is about the people that lived in this area who had blue skin. And you're going to say to yourself, blue skin, that's unusual. And it was unusual and it was factual. There were actually a, a, a whole segment of people there whose skin were blue. And it's, it's really interesting. And so it's sort of the intersection of these particular two storylines. And um, I thought it was a really, really good book. Really. They, I, they didn't call those people Smurf, did they? No, no, no. no. I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think they were blue like the Smurfs, but I think no, they I'm had sure a, they weren't. Yeah, I'm I think sorry. they had a bluish cast yeah. to skin, but they look blue. People would actually Interesting. see them. So yeah, Michelle, this is, this is Sally Rosenthal. I read that book for a book club last year. And what? it is very good. I had no idea about the blue people. Yeah, um, neither did I. It was it was yeah. really fascinating. So that that's going to be our book for in in March, and we're meeting on March fifth, which is uh, four weeks from today. Was so, it natural or hereditary, or was it a uh, something it was, they it was, ate? 
Yeah, it was a deficiency of an enzyme, actually. That's Ooh, what they yeah. found was based yeah. on that. So it was a real thing. Um, and I had never heard of this before, but it was, it was very interesting. So I'll just give you a little bit of information about Mary Kay Andrews. Um, she, okay, so it's Mary Kay Andrews is not her real name. Her real name is Kathy Hogan Trocheck, who's, she actually has written under that name a, a lot of mysteries. Um, she was born on July 27th, 1954 in Tampa. And she grew up in St. Petersburg, Florida. And she and her family uh, spend their time now between Atlanta and Tybee Island, Georgia. And she graduated with a degree in journalism from the University of Georgia. Um, she worked for the Savannah Morning News, the Marietta Journal. And then she worked as a reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution for 11 years. Um, in 1991, she started writing full-time, and she published 10 mystery books under her, her real name, which is Kathy Hogan Schroichek. And then in 2002, she began writing um, stories with a little bit more Southern flair in them under her pen name, Mary Kay Andrews. So her name is sort of an amalgamation between uh, a friend of hers, Mary Kathleen, and her son, Andrew. And um, many of her books have been New York Times bestsellers. Um, this was actually my first time reading her, um, but I, I liked it actually very much. Um, I'm going to just go over a few of the characters' names just to refresh everybody's recollection. So the main character was Sarah Conley Hawkins. And then her sister was Grayson Hawkins. And her mother, or G-Mama, was Lorraine Hawkins. And then there was Winnie, who was the longtime housekeeper. And then there's Skelly, or Sean Kelly, who was her, her love interest. And there was Buddy, Buddy Bright, Up All Night, who was the, the radio personality. And then there was Rowena, who was the society columnist. And uh, Sims Ramonette, who was the congressman who died. And then there was his first wife, was Toddy. And his second wife was Vanessa. And then uh, Vanessa's son is Charlie Robinette. Um, so I'm going to just uh, do what we always do. I'll just call in everybody one by one. And we can just say what we thought um, a little bit about the book. Um, so why don't we start with uh, you, Sally? What, what did you think of this book? Well, actually, I got my second COVID shot today. So I knew that I knew that I was getting it today. So I didn't read the book because I expected to get sick, <clears throat> but um, I'm I'm doing okay. But I just didn't read the book. Sure, no no problem. Okay. okay. Um, how about you, Deanna? Uh, what did you think? Um, I it's a little bit more serious than um, some of her other books under under that uh, pen name. I first read one of hers because a friend of mine said, "If you're." feeling down, read this. It's hysterical. And she does bring out a lot of humor in her other books, just almost verging on the slapstick. But her characters are appealing. And um, they're light reading, I would guess. But this one is a little bit more heavy-handed as it deals with fi finances, family dynamics, um, 
um, the death of the congressman, which was probably murder, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So it's a little more on the mystery side. Um, I've read, I enjoyed it, not as much as some of the others, as I said. Um, the ones that I really like are the ones where she's got these outrageous characters doing outrageous things, all with a lot of Southern flair and sass. Well, you'll, you'll have to tell us some of the books that you really like, because I know she's written a lot of books. Do, do you remember any of the titles or the ones that were your favorites? Uh, I, I know it's hard. I, I always yeah. forget titles, too. <laughs> well, if you think, if you think of any, you'll, you'll let us know. Um, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, Deanna. No, it's just um, my uh, my note taker had a meltdown and is losing memory. So I'm afraid to open my book clock. <laughs> I'm afraid it'll disappear. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. She, yeah, I was looking through some of her other titles. There's a lot of her books actually on Bard. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, Joni. Savannah. Uh, um, the Savannah, Savannah Breeze and Blues. Savannah Blues. Yeah. yeah. Have the same character okay. in them who's a antique dealer. In, in Savannah, obviously. Okay. And she gets herself into some really peculiar situations. I actually went to Savannah many, many years ago. And I remember it was very interesting because when you drove there, I don't know if it's still the same, but it was like cobblestones and people would kind of cruise past each other when they were driving. It reminded me of like happy days or something. So it was, I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but it was, it was a very nice city actually. Um, okay. Uh, Joni, what, what did you think of the book? Oh, I really liked it. I, I found some parts of it a little draggy, but for the most part, I thought it was so funny. Rowena was so outrageous and so outlandish and, um, her expectations, I mean, and, and how she just stay, sort of stayed in the past and, and, and just, well, I thought she was a riot. Um, I, I did, I really did enjoy the book. Um, I read it so long ago, and the way my brain is that, is that I, forget a lot of things that I've read or done, but I was I was trying to remember. Uh, but I, I did, um, I really enjoyed the book and uh, uh, all the problems that they were having uh, with the paper and uh, with, um, uh, I can't think of her name, the Grayson? Conley? Conley or Grayson or Lorraine? Which was it? Sorry, guys. Rowena? Rowena Rowena was the the society person. Right. Right. Conley was the main character and her sister was Grayson and then the grandmother was Lorraine? Right. Okay. Um, Right. Well, I think that Grayson was, um, she was the one, she was sort of very aloof and everything, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, uh, they, 
had some they had some issues, the two sisters. She was the one who ran the newspaper and she was having problems with their husband. They were like separated. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um I know I should take notes and I don't. No, no, don't don't worry about it. You know, we all read so much and after a while it all it all turns into like one giant book. <laughs> it is exactly, Michelle. Well, thanks guys for understanding, but I no, did, I really liked it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Um Randy, is that are you here, Randy? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good. What why don't you tell us what what you thought about the book? I've been wanting to read this author for so long and she has so many books and I couldn't choose. So when you, when I saw this was your book, I just, I had to go get it and read it. I loved it. It was, I finished it in about two days and it was, Rowena just cracked me up and G-Mama was one of my favorite characters in the book. Um, Grayson, I could have smacked her upside the head a few times. <laughs> and um, Connolly, Connolly, I liked her. I, she was, she was more forward thinking and you know I was so relieved when she basically saved the paper and made them go digital at a time when they either it was sink or swim and um, I just I loved it and her friend what was his name um, not Michael not no. No. not the one that Maybe it was the one that she that they had been friends as kids and oh, Skelly. 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 Yeah, Sean Kelly. Sean. Yeah, yep. Skelly. Kelly. Yeah. yeah. I really I liked him He's too. Nice. And that that pharmacy, that was cool with the the lunch counter. And yeah. you know, I it, I just I loved it. I'm gonna read more of her. Not sure which one I'm going to pick next, but I am going to read more of her books. Oh, Randy, so. hearing you talk about the book is bringing it back to me. I did love it. I loved the mama. I loved um, the, the housekeeper. Um, Winnie, the, yeah, she was good. The um, Grayson, I, I, well, of course, I did not really like like her that much but then I got to like her sort of near the end but um, and and Skelly I loved Skelly I thought he was really really cute and cool and he was kind of always there when um, uh, what's her name needed needed him and uh, kind of knew that they were going to end up being together that well, was okay. I, I'm really glad that you liked the book, Randy. This was my first experience with her, too, and I'm definitely going to read m many more of her books. I really enjoyed it, too. Um, Marsha, what, what did you think of the book? I'm coming. <laughs> I, was, I was out in the other room listening. Um, I really enjoyed the book. Uh, it was kind of predictable. I knew from the get-go that uh, 
Conley and uh, Skelly were going to end up together, but that's the way it is with romance. Um, I really enjoyed the journalistic ex aspects of the book. Um, you know, the, the fact that the paper was, was in dire trouble and Conley was able to bring it back together with the digital, um, digital uh, releases and the, um, you know, then they were on social media and everything. Uh, I really liked G-Mama. She, she was great. Um, and Winnie was wonderful. And it was just, kind of, it was so sad to, to see, you know, that the, that the house, you know, the beach house was, was that the one that had the termites? Or was that, yeah. the, mm -hmm. that okay. No, that was, it was the in-town yeah, house that had the termites. Oh, the in-town house. And, yeah. and yeah. it was, it was mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's right. Thanks. And that they were able to, you know, they, they raised the in-town house and decided to move to the beach house. And uh, Grayson and and uh, who did she? Tony. Right, her Tony, husband. Her they husband. they got back right, together yeah. and built a new. Yeah. What I really liked is that they built a new home of their own on that lot. Right. And uh, I, I really liked the book. This is the first time I've read any of uh, of uh, Mary Kay Andrews' work, so I'll have to check more of her books out glad glad to know that there are several more books on bard yeah there's there's tons of them on board <laughs> like 10 more <laughs> wow there's, there's there's a lot and then she also wrote mystery books under kathy uh trojek is her her maiden her her not probably her married name so she actually has tons and tons of books on board um okay um sorry um ladon what what did you think of the book sure I normally don't read romance novels. And um, when this one opened up and uh, Skelly, Skelly and Conley are drinking and he offers her a ride home so she won't be driving her car, you knew right away that they were going to be together. And of course, it turned out that way. But... This what romance novel was very not romant very romancy. I thought more kind of like a mystery. Uh, you know, what killed uh, the congressman in the car? Was it a, was it a crime? What was it? And so, I thought it was a pretty nice little read, actually pleasant. Easy flowing, not too long. And uh, I say about a B, you know, B novel, something you want to pick up and read uh, when uh, you don't want anything really, really serious. But I thought she was very, uh, kind of like very energetic uh, girl. And you knew right from the very first that she would never leave her hometown. You know, it was all predictable. But it, it was that's the fact that you knew in the beginning of the book how the book would end did not distract from the journey that it took to get there. So, like I say, I think it was a pretty nice, pretty nice read. Oh, good. Um, okay, um, Bob, Bob, what did you think of the book? I like the book. I think this book is the maturation of Conley. 
I, I guess I'm too old to see a 34 year old woman. She's crazy sometimes, you know, she, she sometimes reminded me of a 15 year old. I like her. How, how can you not like her? But isn't it amazing? And I didn't like Grayson, but by the end of the book, I have great sympathy for her. Uh, understand, uh, Conley's father, if I have it right, dies and she splits. She, she leaves. Okay. She deserts the family. Everything falls on Grayson to save the paper, to watch out for G Mama. And then she whizzes back in and says, I'll take her to the beach house. And well, what about 15 miles to the hospital? How are you going to get her to the doctor? How, you know, we, G Mama and I had worked it out. No, we're going to do it this way. And Grayson, uh, I mean, the reason I say the maturation is, yeah, I think her heart was in her hometown, but she, she was a, pretty pushy. I know how to run a paper. I know you guys are, you know, blah, blah, blah. So if I don't sound as sympathetic as some of you, I'm not because what happened in a family, and this happens and it's sad. Why were Grayson and Conley apart? Because Conley, um, what the, wasn't it the, the, the suicide or the kill of the father that, uh, oh, oh, Grayson doesn't know the truth. Etc. And I can't tell her and I'm leaving. This is what I got out of it. And then Grayson didn't know the truth. When they finally opened up to each other, she did. She, I knew it. You know, I knew that he killed himself, you know? So I, I, I think it was the maturation of Conley. Yeah. It is pretty predictable that she'd go with Skelly. Skelly's wonderful. He was great. Uh, Buddy Bright saved her life as crazy as he was and the life he led. He, he, he drove that car into that cop and saved uh, Conley's life. I liked it, and uh, I'll probably read another book, and I'll give it a B plus. I'm an easier grader than LaDon. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, um, uh, Don, how about you? What, what did you think of the book? Well, uh, I'm afraid I was so busy with other things, I just didn't get to the book. I was <laughs> trouble computer was acting up and I had to get everything. I'm taking a lot of classes. And That's fine. No, no problem at all. We're, we're very happy. If people want to come and just listen, that's, that's totally fine. Um, and Alan, what, what did you think of the story? Yeah, I, I, I very much enjoyed it. I'm glad you, uh, I've never read this author either. And I, I like books like this. And, uh, I know Silver Bay is a fictitious, fictitious town, but, uh, we used to vacation on the panhandle of Florida, uh, in a in a place that was probably very very similar before it got over commercialized to to where Silver Bay is set and it, it, it beautiful it's a beautiful area and just uh, uh, I thought she did a real good job giving us a small town flavor uh, and of course I'm I'm southern anyway and uh, 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 you know it, it, it she 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 did a really good job I mean you got you got to like a book that's got a dog named Opie in it. I mean, come on. <laughs> So, you know, my family were big Andy Griffith show fans, but it was good. I mean, it had its predictability, but it's like LaDon said, it wasn't overly romantic. And Conley, you know, I was wondering if she was ever going to, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a career and everything, but it took her a while to see the importance of, uh, of the really important stuff in life, I think, but she got there in the end, and I, I thought it was—I thought it was a nice travel and a, a nice journey. So thanks for picking this, and I'm gonna—I'm gonna find some more of her books and read them. Yeah, I mean, I—I I really like the book as well. Um, I 
you've all you've all pretty much said you know what I what I thought about the book. I also thought it was it was mostly a family and mystery story. I think it was written in Bard as a romance, but I don't I wouldn't necessarily call it a romance story. I thought it was more of a family story, more of a, a mystery story. Um, like Marcia said, I liked all the journalistic stuff. I found that really interesting mm-hmm. the way she was negotiating with the different stations and and stuff. I did, that's not anything that I really know about. Um, I think the one little loose end there was was I kind of wondered what had happened to Conley's and Grayson's mother because it seems like she just left and we never sort of found out what what happened to her. Um, and then the one the one question I guess I wanted to ask all of you um, is I found the I guess the tone of the town more conservative than I think I'm used to. And it seemed like, you know, it, I, I can't remember specific things, but it seemed like there was a very conservative flavor to the town. And do you did you find that realistic, would you say? Or did you feel that it was more conservative than than you would think so? Or was it was it, you know, very realistic for this for this thing? I've been to Florida, but I've only been to like Fort Lauderdale and Miami and Orlando. <laughs> I haven't been to a lot of other places in Florida. So I didn't, I really didn't know. I, I kept thinking like when Rowena was reporting all that stuff, I thought, really? Are people really interested in this? I mean, I found her interesting and a really interesting character, but it just seemed like it was very more conservative than I would have thought of. But I was just wondering what you all thought about that. Yeah, I, I think it's realistic for small town, uh, small Southern towns. Uh, now, it, it, it it may have been a little bit backdated, though. I mean, some of that stuff, I, I, even small town Southern, I'm not really sure would be interested in some of those things and enrolling in his columns and stuff. But uh, but that, it, it, folks are pretty conservative down in this part of the country, uh, even in Florida, I think probably the smaller towns. But uh, others may have have their have their opinions and stuff. So I, I, I think I'm not surprised. Because if you know small town, small southern towns, I mean, I haven't been to to a lot of them, but I, it just seems that that that's kind of par for the course. But Rowena was she was over the top <laughs> as far as conservative goes. <laughs> but, yeah, but I I, I think it it was it was pretty realistic in my mind anyway about uh, small little small town conservatism. I yeah, think I think should, I think I don't go. I'm sorry, Randy. Go ahead. I don't think it matters if it's no in the South or no. up here in the, you know, up further north. It's small towns are small towns, and by nature, they're they tend to be more conservative. I lived in a small town for 18 years, and it was just it was very conservative. That area is just, they're very conservative and it doesn't take long to get from the center of town to the farms and you know, people get more and more conservative the further you go out. So I just, I think that's typical of small towns everywhere. I was going to yeah, add, I, I, I'm sorry. I agree with Randy. I, yeah, I, I grew up. Yeah, I agree with with okay. Randy too because everybody knows. Um, I spent some time in a very small town, and 
everybody knew everybody else. Everybody knew everybody else's business. Everybody talked about each other, and where people were critical, and um, of what other people did, and um, yeah, I think that's that's very yeah. very true. What were go you going to say, Bob? Go, Bob. Yeah, Bob. I was going to. I was only going to say the same as Randy was. Go to go anywhere, Decorah, Iowa, where it was Ludafisk is their is their main meal, the Norwegian dish. Nothing wrong with it. The circle dominates the church, the churches, uh, the circle, and uh, they talk about people when they're in tight. You know, they have rules, and then you can go to Manteca, California, where I taught school, sugar beet country. And up in near Stockton, and they have their rules. So yeah, it, I don't think we should just say it's the South. I think conservatism, the town, little towns have their their institutions. Yeah. You know, and if uh, you move to one, you never fit in. No, you, you can live years. there That's for takes thirty years, years and you don't yeah. fit in. You're the new people. Yeah. One thing, <laughs> one thing I noticed uh, or thought about was when uh, Conley would go with um, to the drugstore. Hmm. Never seemed to be anybody in there. And I'm like, no, no <laughs> business. She went over, got hand, get, go over and get her a sandwich, you know, yeah. and stuff. The only time there was ever anybody in the pharmacy, I think, was when the sheriff was in there to try to get some evidence about the about the accident. Uh, anyway, I just thought, wow, isn't you know, how's he making a living? <laughs> It took uh, my mother-in-law, who is a wonderful, wonderful Iowa lady, 30 years to call me a good old scout. That's the highest compliment that anybody <laughs> in the family could get. It took 30 years because I was a Californian. I was a heathen. I was a, you know, you don't know about Iowa, but she was wonderful to me. She was great. Yeah. I grew this is Sally. I grew up in a little town in Lancaster County, um, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, Amish country, farming. Oh. And I, one thing as I listen to all of you talk about conservatism, mm -hmm. people, at least from my point of view in a small town, don't consider themselves conservative. They consider themselves right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Sally, you're right. Yeah. Um, and boy, you know, you and if the ultimate very conservative area living in the in Lancaster and the Amish. Oh, I didn't, I didn't live in a big city. I didn't live in Lancaster. I lived in a little town about eight miles away. And yeah, and most of, yeah, my brother still lives there. He's 74. Would never have thought of leaving. And when I go back, very few people from my high school did leave or go to college or anything. When I go back, it's like when I was younger, I was glad I was out of it. When I'm older and I live in Philadelphia now, I'm thinking, you know, maybe that wasn't such a bad <laughs> idea so bad. because, <laughs> you, you know, everybody knows you yeah. and knows your business, but that's the good and the bad part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, what I see is... I think Liz has come in. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay, let's let Liz I, uh, say what she needs to say about <laughs> I'm sorry I'm late. We had, we had a bit of an episode here. It's okay now, but I loved this book. Um, I did. I loved the book. I, I, I enjoyed the characters. I love G-Mama. <laughs> she was great. <laughs> um, 
And it was the kind of book that I needed to read because it was, it was, you know, not, it had enough of a mystery to it, but it had a happy ending. I love happy endings. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I like these kind of family stories where things end up happily. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Um, well, we're glad that you're here, Liz, and we're especially glad that you liked the book. Um, Deanna, I think you were going to say something. I was just going to say um, when I moved to Missouri in 2006 was the first time I'd ever lived in a very small town. I'd lived in smallish towns, you know, 20,000 people, <laughs> but not, you know, 6,000 or so. Um, so one of the things I noticed was that the people were very wary of people they didn't know, but they were very friendly and neighborly. So because we moved into the house on this cul-de-sac, you know, a half a mile road, gravel road, the neighbors one by one took an opportunity to get to know who we were, you know, would chat. And they started taking care of us. <laughs> it was quite funny where um, some, some, a neighbor would call and say, noticed a car parked out front. Uh, was just wondering who it might have been. And I said, oh, my grandson had a friend from high school drop by last night. Oh, okay. As long as it's okay. Just, you know, worried about who that stranger might have been. <laughs> and, you know, my 86-year-old neighbor calling me on a Sunday evening to say, Dee, I'm so sorry. I had quadruple bypass heart surgery last week. And my doctor won't let me lift the blade to put on my tractor to plow the road so you can get out and go to work. <laughs> and my son won't come in from town to do it. And I'm going, John, it's perfectly fine. Sia and I can stay home and have a nice snow day. We don't need <laughs> you to get out there trying to plow the road for us just because you know we go to work every day. Hey. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad to hear all of this because it, it seemed to me like it was it was accurate, but I wasn't sure. So I'm, I'm glad to hear about everybody's experience. Um, what what did you guys think of of the Ramadette family, especially Tati? Like, what was your impression of her? Politicians. Tati wasn't a politician, but I liked her at first, but then she... Oh. She got worse. She got worse yeah. as time yeah. went yeah. on, and uh, um, and as far as Charlie goes, he was a he was a jerk. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah he was. And they, they never really explained who those two people were that were arguing with that woman uh, what, when the no. car hit. Did they Did they ever really I, give us an answer I to that or not? Mm -mm. Now, which yeah, one was that? Which would it episode? be Vanessa on the road? Who was arguing there where they, they heard them yeah. arguing? Oh, right. No, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. They didn't I don't, I don't know who. I'm guessing, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking it was Vanessa, Vanessa and, and, some, and, who, and another guy. Um, that big guy. Um. The congressman before he, he was killed. Um, oh, Char is it Charlie? Yeah. No. Um, oh, the no, other one. Sims. 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 Charlie's father. Sims. Yeah. And maybe wow. it was Charlie. I don't know. Yeah, it, maybe, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, they didn't really explain No, that. they don't let you know. Yeah. And I thought, sure, that the, that that uh, Grayson's and Connolly's mom was going to pop back in. I really yeah, did. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
The only yeah, one waiting yeah, for was yeah. G Mama. G Mama would have welcomed her back, I think. Yep. Yep. But that's it, I think. I don't know. And, and I know why they did it, but I thought it was awfully funny that it took the, uh, the the police didn't get there after she made that phone call. Uh, oh my sent gosh. an officer over there until I, after the, after Buddy had you know saved her life and stuff. Yeah. After yeah. Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, that pop, popple, you know, pops or whatever, you know that. I, oh man, he was okay. There. I have a question. What was Buddy doing in her neighborhood? I didn't catch that. Why he, was he there? He was, he was following, he was following he, the trip. He was around. following Popple, the cop. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, knew Popple was wrong. watching. Yeah, he, he knew Popple okay. was watching her, and he yeah. wanted right. to. He was yeah. going to okay. let her know, and then right. he, he tried he to just, kill her. He was going to kill her. Yeah, he had followed him that other time out to the out to the beach house. Remember, he had followed the truck. Yeah, another time right. when, he was, when, when yeah when, when Papa was following her. Right. So. I have a comment about the paper. They were right. in at times they she. They refer to times when the grandfather ran it and mm-hmm. she opened, it was the one time when Connolly was in the office and she was, she opened up the closet door and she was talking about all those, the copy and the, the different pieces of equipment. And boy, that took me back. Cause when I was in high school, all four years I wrote for the school newspaper and at the time, everything, a blind person could easily set copy. And um, it was because it was all tactile. I could Mm -hmm. feel everything. Each article was in strips. Mm -hmm. So once I found out where the first, um, the top of the page, once I knew where the headline was and then the byline and each individual line of the article, I could just peel it off of the wow. thing, the, the mat and, uh, and put it in place. Wow. Well, and then good. it was, it was neat. And then they would, we had, printers that we took it to and they would run it we would they would run copies and it was a very professional looking newspaper and when they started talking about all that it just it took me back to that those times and I used to just go crazy because it was so minute it could be tight putting the the longer the article was and the the more as the paper got put together more and more each page, it, by the time you got to that last article, it was hard to get everything in there and you had to get it in exact. And it, Oh, it drove me crazy (laughs) putting all that together at times and headlines had to be so long. So when you wrote them, you had to figure out, you had to count and, figure out manually how many characters, how many, each space was a character, each, each word. And it was all so exacting. And it was inches, wasn't it? In journalism, how many inches the articles. Yeah. Yeah, it was. 
Yeah. Well, I've got I, a question. How did they determine? Well, okay. How far up? You know, because some some article, and, and this was in in South of Broad too, which is kind of cool because I read those two books back yeah. to back, and they both dealt with journalism. Mm-hmm. And I was always wondering how did they determine a what would went above the fold, and b how much space was allotted to articles above and below the fold. With the I don't. I mean, it's. I don't know the editors. The the different editors would decide. Would do some of that stuff, yeah. and they would figure all that out, and then, you know, we would all, we were all given certain pieces, pages, and things that we had to work on, and oh, but they had all that figured out by the time we we did it. I wish I would have gotten more involved with journalism. Newspapers like there's there's newspapers like the New York Times that have multiple articles on the front page, and then Mm -hmm. some some newspapers. I'm I'm just going to use New York because I'm familiar with it. Some newspapers like the Daily News or the New York Post, they just have one headline and a picture on the front page. So if you're talking about a newspaper like the New York Times. Usually they have like three articles that start above the fold, which is just if you fold the paper in half and a couple of articles below the fold. And my understanding is the articles above the fold are the most important articles. They're the ones. Yeah. That oh, okay. paper. If you grab yeah. the newspaper, you're, you're grabbing it from you're going to the first thing you're going to visually see is what's above the fold. Um, oh, yeah, in the old days, so those, in the they're old like day. you know whatever the biggest stories are that's there. But on the front page also are the most important stories. They're usually not local stories; they're usually more national stories. But it could be a local story if it's a big city. Um, but that's usually what it looks like. But different newspapers have different formats depending on. I think like in, in, in Philadelphia, you know, the Inquirer, I guess, is the is the big paper there, and it would be the same yeah. thing. You would just have multiple stories on the first page, that that kind of thing. In the old days, you know, when there were newsstands and so forth, uh, being above the fold and on the front page of the newspapers folded, all the newspapers are setting up there. And you go there and you see that headline, so you want to grab it up and want to think that's the most important stories go above the fold. And the important stories, but slightly less, goes below the fold, which is below it. But the way the newspapers were on the newsstands, you know, uh, that you would they would be up there and you would see the, the headline. And that's mm-hmm. what you would buy. That sold the paper, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It was fun. And I thought I was going to go into journalism. But then I changed my mind when I got to college. And But it was fun. Good. When I did it in high school. Well, you could tell that she had a journalism background because there was a lot of really interesting details in the story, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, there and, really were. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I, I did really like those parts of the stories because they weren't anything that I really knew that much about. Yeah. So, <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> Time is 7.47 p.m. Um, okay, well, um, does anybody have any final thoughts about the book? Or, um... I, like the, I like that sheriff, uh, that, that black sheriff that uh, she dealt with. Uh, Goggins, with, uh, Goggins uh, yeah. Uh, Goggins, yeah. 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 
he was a pretty good character, I thought. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, cool that I liked he, him too. He won the, the he won uh, for the, Congress, the, didn't he? The, the right, congressional yeah, yeah. speech uh-huh, after right, Charlie. Right. He's good. Charlie yeah. left, and uh, and of course, yep. what's her face? You know the uh, his oh, what was her name? The 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 Sims. Second wife, uh, Vanessa. Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm glad that she she didn't. Oh, she was awful. She was. She married. She married a billionaire and moved to Palm Beach. Landed out pretty well. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. At the end, it wasn't. I mean, I I like the part where they kind of wrapped everything up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I like when things are open, but in this story, I kind of like to know what happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that, that and, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. and Rowena did the wrap up. How cool was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's a riot. Yeah. Um, Liz, I just wanted to ask you because I know you came in late. Is there? Did you have enough time to talk? Is there anything further that you wanted to say? Or? Oh no, no, I'm I'm okay. good. Thanks. Okay. Um, but yeah, I love a good epilogue too. So. It was, I loved it. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad everybody liked the book. I, I really didn't know what to expect because I had never read her before. But I also, like Liz was saying, I was really in the mood to read this kind of a story. This was like, yeah, it was perfect. Mood. Yeah, it really was. I was <laughs> like, I just by accident found just the right kind of book to read. So you I did. just thought, yeah, yeah well, it was, it was, for me, it was just perfect. Would you please, Michelle, would you mind going over the uh, next month's book again, please? Yes, I was going to thank you. I was actually going to do that, too. Okay, uh, this was a real interesting discussion. I was glad mm-hmm. to be with all you, but I got to scram now. So long. Okay. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Good job. Um, okay, so next month we're meeting is Friday, March 5th, um, and it's a historical fiction book. Um, it's called The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek. The author is Kim Michelle Richardson, and the DB number is 95243, 95243. Uh, it's nine and a half hours long. And what it is, is it's actually is a historical book, and but it's based on two different historical episodes. One you may already be familiar with, which is the pack mule librarians who were in Appalachia. Oh and Kentucky. yeah. The giver of stars, the giver yeah. of stars. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. So um, that, but the other storyline was really intriguing. It's the, the blue people who lived in this area and you'll say blue people, were they blue? And yes, they were. I mean, they weren't like bright blue, but they had a bluish cast to their skin and it was based on it was based on real life. Um, they were missing a certain kind of enzyme, and because they had a bluish cast to their skin, they were discriminated against actually pretty pretty badly. But this was a very heartwarming book. Um, there were there was there were some you know bad stuff in it too, but overall it was just a lovely lovely story. Um, so it's called the Book Woman of Troublesome Creek, and it's a nine and a half hours. And the author is Kim Michelle Richardson. And um, the DB number, once again, is 95243. And um, since, I'm sorry, go ahead. 